0: now you can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want today is a brand new day and it's yours
1: welcome to the true performance show by Ziegler. every positive pursuit in life every progression of personal development change is fueled by one thing inspiration it's the drive and the hunger that propels every good endeavor Without it, we merely have a dream, but never actually move. With it, we can actually overcome insurmountable odds to achieve our desires, convictions, and calling. In this show, we come together to drill down into what really makes success tick and how we can apply it to our unique personal and work lives. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and right now, we're going to inspire your true performance. Hi, everyone. This is Kevin, and this is Ziggler's True Performance Show, episode 423. Today, we have Zig on stage, the crowd favorite. This is one of those messages that I need to hear or be reminded of daily because every day I wake up and walk into the day seeing life with hope and inspiration and joy, or I don't. And Zig cites that our reality and circumstances don't dictate our view of our lives. It shouldn't dictate our view of our lives. It's our view of our lives that should dictate our reality and our circumstances, which is why he's talking to us about changing our view and being clear on our vision. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances. This is the cry of Zig's message today and talking about crafting our reality. As I record this show at this very moment, Tom Ziegler and a majority of the Ziegler family and leadership team are at the headquarters in Plano, Texas, leading a room of about 25 people in a, the Ziegler Legacy Certification Course, teaching and training in the foundational Ziegler principles, becoming Close family and friends and creating close alliances and and these folks are going to be taught the principles to further apply to their own lives uh, the Ziegler principles, but also be trained in passing them on, teaching them to others Ziegler certified and licensed with the Ziegler family and brand behind them uh, th- there's there's one or more uh, one more course slated for this year yet uh, I believe it's November, and uh, they these folks are going to lead with a mightily crafted new reality and be equipped to radically alter the realities of others for the rest of their lives could you be so fortunate to get this for yourself so go check it out and you can apply at ziglercertified.com that's ziglercertified.com and w- one last thing if you guys have not gotten your free copy of zig's little book of big quotes i'd urge you to get your cell phone out and text to get it now i'm going to move on to another offering soon and we'll discontinue this for now um, so this is immediate and free zig ziglar of course is one of the most quoted leaders Ever. It's why we have 4 million fans on Facebook, almost 270,000 followers on Instagram. It's life altering, paradigm shifting and stop you in your tracks. Inspiration from Zig and the cream of the crop of his quotes that are categorized alphabetically uh, by topic are in this. Uh, it's the little book of big quotes. All you need to do is send a quick text to this number, 94253. Text the word true performance. No spaces. 94253 two five three text true performance okay hey with that here is 12 minutes of pure zig see if you can handle it we're going to talk about a couple of the highlights after he tells us how to improve our vision dramatically and improve our lives
0: any kind of training That we give increases productivity, almost any kind of training. Remember the Hawthorne study and they turned the lights brighter in this factory and productivity went up. And then they turned them down and productivity went up temporarily. Training, just about any kind, will do that. But over a period of time, as it sets in and gets to be old hat, we revert back to form unless we as individuals grow and change. And that's where we like to believe we're different. We deal with the fact that you got to be before you can do and you got to do before you can have. So as we look at this, then we're going to look at the growth factor that will make a difference. Now, I've I've been looking the audience over very carefully as I've been talking, and some of you probably noticed I kind of walk around a little bit. How many of you had noticed that? <laughs> I, have, uh, I have looked you over, and I'm astonished at the youth of this group. Bunch of youngsters. Nobody here is even old enough to know what I'm about to tell you, so I'll just have to go ahead and tell you. When you reach a certain age, there are chemical changes that take place in the human body. And as you know, we got a lot of pollution out there in the air. And when the chemical changes of the body meet the pollution in the air, what it does is destroy the strength of the lenses in your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, that happened to me a few years ago. and. So I went down to see my friendly optometrist and uh, he gave me all the tests, you know, wrote the prescription, said, see me next Tuesday, they'll be ready. Well, the following Tuesday I walked in, he put these new bifocals on me, you know, and said, okay, how do they feel? I said, they feel good. He said, they look good too. He said, you're on your way. Well, my car was parked about 15 or 20 feet outside of his front door. As I stepped out the front door in my new bifocals, I hid it from my car. <laughs> now, you, you're talking about a high-stepping dude. Old Zegger's really picking them up and putting them down. Now, I didn't realize that until I drew abreast of the car. And there I was, my right leg up there about three and a half feet, you know. And I saw the reflection in the window. Now, you know how you feel when you do something that's not overly bright? You look around for fear that everybody in town has been watching you, you know. And so I looked around right quick. Nobody's paying me the least bit of attention. But realizing how utterly ridiculous I must have looked, I could not help it. I just burst out laughing. And then I got excited. And the reason I got excited was that day, for the first time in my life, I realized what I do. Basically, you see, I go around this country and other countries as well. Fitting people with new glasses. Because the reality is, if we're going to change that picture, we've got to also adapt to those new glasses that will make a difference. I want to emphasize these are not rose-colored glasses. I've said it before. I've said a number of times, life is tough. But when you're tough on yourself, then life will be infinitely easier on you. I also want to emphasize neither are they woes colored glasses. You know, so many people walk around looking like the picture on their driver's license, Uh, you know. (laughs) Acting somewhat like a cruise director for the Titanic, you know, maybe like somebody's licked all the red off of their candy. No, these are not woe's colored glasses. These are vision glasses which will enable you to see further and understand more. Vision glasses are enormously important. Somebody asked Helen Keller what would be worse than being blind. Without hesitation, she said, it would be infinitely worse to have perfect eyesight and no vision than the other way around. In his last year, somebody asked Dr. Albert Schweitzer, how goes it, Dr. Schweitzer? And he said, uh, my sight grows dim, but my vision is clearer than ever. Solomon said, my people perish for lack of a vision. I believe with all my heart that's one of the basic problems, not only individually, but it is the problem that we as a society and many companies and families have. Their vision is limited, and that is unfortunate. It is even tragic. Oliver Wendell Holmes years ago said, it's tragic the loss of our natural resources, But what is even more tragic is the fact that the average American goes to their grave with their music still in them. Uh, All of us have those songs in us. Nat King Cole was on the West Coast. Early on, he got his career started as a piano player. Now, this particular night, the singer did not show. The club owner said, where's the singer? Nat King Cole said, he's not here, he's sick. The owner said, no singer, no money. That's the night Nat King Cole became a singer. (laughs) And, of course, the rest, as the old song goes, is history. Now, you might not be able to carry a tune, but you've got a song inside of you. And the purpose of these recordings is to get the song out, whatever it might be, so that you can sing that song. We need pictures. You know what I believe about myself when I tell people this? Sometimes they look at me as if I'm just a whistling Dixie or something. I honestly believe that I'm at least five, maybe ten years away from reaching my peak. I feel better, more energetic, stronger, better informed than I've ever felt in my life. And the research I'm doing clearly indicates that if you remain active physically and mentally, and I still read an average of about three hours a day, uh, that your creativity definitely substantially increases because you have access to all of the accumulated information and knowledge you've acquired over that period of years. I recently signed a contract seven years to do a daily newspaper column. We're in 32 papers uh, now, and if you'll call your local paper, maybe we'll get in your paper as well in case we're not there. Now, they insisted on a seven-year renewal, so that's 14 years. I believe in those long-range goals. I really do. A lot of time people ask me, well, do you ever think about retirement? I said, yep, and said, no, long time ago. <laughs> you, uh, you might not uh, know this, but the only time retirement is mentioned in the Bible, it is always as a punishment. I just hope God is not ready to punish me uh, for a while at any rate. Got so many things I want to do. Now I'm ready to go when he's ready for me, but I got a lot of things also I would like to get done. That retirement baloney got started in the 1870s in Germany when Bismarck was a chancellor. He just noticed one day that virtually every one of his powerful enemies was 65 and older. He persuaded the German legislature to pass legislation making age 65 mandatory retirement age. In one stroke of the pen, now he neglected to explain to everybody what he was doing, uh, but in one stroke of the pen he eliminated the overwhelming majority of all of his enemies who had power, judgment, wisdom, influence, contacts, money, I mean the whole smear. And for some reason a lot of people, a lot of other countries said, hey, that's a good idea, let's do that too. And as a result, we're putting out to pasture people as they literally, in many cases, hit their peak. I think it's a tragic mistake. For example, so many people are so age-conscious. I was doing a radio talk show here a few months ago, and this lady called in. as one of those question-and-answer deals, you know, and she was almost crying. She said, I'm 55 years old. I've never done anything with my life, and now it's too late. I said, ma'am, did you say you were 55? She said, yes, I am. I said, you just a spring chicken. I said, as a matter of fact, does your mama know where you are? (laughs) 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 She did exactly what you just did in this live audience. She got so tickled. And the rest of the time, we talked about solutions. Here's what you can do. You know, so many people go through life whining. I really ought to carry some cheese with me so we could have wine and cheese. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they, they tell me that those things kind of go together. Now, what I want to do is, is talk to you. you. You see, as you're listening to this, I have an idea right now you're smiling because we've been telling a little funnier or uh, two, and, and you're kind of interested in what I'm going to say. So let me, matter of fact, you've invested your money, so that's proof that you're interested in what I'm going to say.
1: All right, so let's let's break this down and think about some of what he talked about. Take it captive. Zig starts off and says, as he so often does, you got to be before you can do. You got to do before you can have. And folks, maybe it's just because of my uh, level of intellect. But when he says that, it's it's hard for it to connect. It's hard for it to resonate. And I have to think about it. I mean, he repeats it so often. And the, even though I've given it focus before, it's just so easy to hear and not really let it hit me like it should. So let's, let's rephrase that a little bit or or not rephrase it. Let's, let's expand on it. So he's saying, you got to be the kind of person that you, uh, who can do the necessary things. Okay. You got to be the kind of person who can do the necessary things to have all you desire or feel convicted in. And I think that's important too, because some folks, I, I think desire, it feels selfish for them. You may not desire, let's say wealth. But you would like to take care of your friends and family, be able to support those less privileged, be able to help where there's true need that taps your heart. That may be a conviction. Okay, great. Uh, But if you want that, you got to be the kind of person. So right now, he's he's, he's therefore saying we all have as much as possible according to what we are doing, and we are doing all we can according to who we are being. So if we want to have more, we must become capable and believing in more from ourselves. I mean, I think we as a culture, and I, and I know I, I just as soon skip the be the be part, the being part I'd like to have, you know, so I, so I, what we do though, however, spend a lifetime reading and listening and striving to do the right things to achieve what we want to have. But like, like Zig's quote, we end up. Uh, What he talked about in this in the message, we end up reverting back to normal time and time again, no matter how much we try to do, because we're still being the same person. So we got to get to the root. And we, we know this, you know, I talk about this, and I know this, you know, this, we all truly do, I think, to a degree. But we just aren't naturally committed to the effort of becoming something more. I mean, change. We're talking about human change. We talk about personal development, the personal development industry, the weight loss industry, anything that's progressing, uh, anything that's that's becoming something different. It's change. And that is so difficult for us because it's just hard work. Even if we really would like to, it's just hard work. And most of us feel maxed out already, but we have to look at what he's talking about. We have—he starts off. We have to be. We have to be the right person. We have to prune ourselves back and become more. And we must. But the good news is that's why you're here. That's why I'm here. We are journeying, journeying together uh, with Zig and the the Ziegler family and the Zigler message to figure out how to take all this that we want, desire, feel convicted in. And figure out how can we get ourselves to actually change our actions tomorrow, change our habits, even if a little bit. And over time, become something different, believe something different, and as we're about to hear, see something different. Um, I want to look at something about Zig and ourselves here. He tells that this story. It's really interesting if you look at it this angle of getting his new bifocals and having his perception so adjusted he was high-stepping it to the car. You know, he, his his perception level was off. And he caught a reflection of himself walking that way, and he got tickled. And then he says he got excited. Well, he had an epiphany. Well, that stopped me right there. I mean, this is important, folks. How often do we go about our days with uh, good, bad, humorous happy, happenings in our lives and have... From them to take it captive and think for a moment, have an epiphany worth writing down, remembering, and, and retelling. That's life-altering to some degree, like Zig did in this story. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, do you view yourself as that type of a person, or are you just plowing through life? And I got to admit, there's a lot of times I, I don't take those moments captive. They're not funny, uh, or even if they are, it's a, it's a little laugh, and I go on. But he was a master at just being present, being present. I mean, my point here is looking at Zig himself. Here's an underprivileged guy with an average IQ, average stature, not one reason at all going for him that he would have any level of success beyond a mere small town existence. That's what he was heading for. He tells that story a lot, but for some reason he got a glimpse of something more, and decided to believe in something more. And he went about working on himself daily to breed himself for such an occurrence as this, to have an everyday happening happen. And from it is birthed an idea and an understanding that we're here talking about decades later. We're being influenced by. Isn't that amazing? And this is why we keep coming back to instilling in ourselves the daily habits of refining ourselves, growing ourselves, opening ourselves, and becoming more. So we can take even a mundane occurrence in life and learn and launch from it. Man, that is just powerful thinking about the reality of that. I want to be that. Don't you? I mean, this is a habit and an exercise in itself. Again, to be aware of our days, to be present, to look at the little instances of of the day that strike an emotion and take them captive and just contemplate uh, that, or let it let it inspire us or expand our minds, give us some thoughts and ideas. Well, Zig goes from that talking about vision, uh, and the power and necessity. Of vision, If you want more than mediocre living, if you want more than the norm, if you want more than the grind and just the mere survival, uh, you've got to have a vision, a goal, a desire, something worth striving for. In Proverbs 29 verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. And there's a lot of quotes about that, that a lot of people die, but they go on living for many years. And I think there's a lot of, a lot of folks who lost, uh, have no vision, and they have perished in essence, but they're just going through the day-to-day, going through the motions, going through the grind. Some of you feel that very acutely Uh, very painfully, acutely and very painfully. Uh, Some of you are wrestling with that. Some of you have realized uh, and and are sitting there listening, inspired and confirmed right now because of the joy of having a vision that you're going forward on. So I want to talk about that a second. That's a vision and and calling and talking about this. I actually contacted a friend of mine, a well-known author who is one of the foremost uh, authorities on calling, uh, on finding your calling. And I'm talking to him. I think we'll have him on in a recent, in, in a show soon. Um, but here's, here's, here's something interesting. It is of my utmost opinion based on experience, uh, with so many people seeking to inspire their true performance, to do something more that it's better to have a vision for something, anything. Than no vision at all. Even if it's seemingly ridiculous and goofy, it's better than existence. So hear me out here. Anything that promotes drive and commitment and devotion and resolution and perseverance and joy and fulfillment is just worthwhile. It will eke out into the rest of your life and soul. Uh, I've I've in my past seen people devoted to just, to me, inane things. And I've, I've been judgmental of that feeling kind of like life's too deep and serious and profound to, to squander it away on a pursuit that isn't grand and altruistic and ultra meaningful. But then I came to realize that for every one of those folks, there are a thousand people pursuing nothing, just existing. I had a good job, maybe a nice family, wanting for nothing materialistically. They're just coasting and they're bored. And depressed, and they medicate with media and food and drink and busyness, and if that's you, that's okay. Think about that. Are you just coasting with no real vision? no nothing you're excited about. It doesn't have a good ending, does it? it, it, it think about that boredom, depression, and that the the, or the propensity to medicate with media, TV, movies, internet, videos, whatever, uh, video games, uh, or food or drink or busyness, or a long list of things, those who have a pursuit, even if it's just something fun, it's not super meaningful, they have more depth and joy and fulfillment and generally service and worth to others. So if you're worried about a vision that you're thinking about, uh, some a pursuit being the right one, or if it's worthwhile enough, oh, please let me tell you, going after anything is better than going after nothing. I mean, pick a pursuit, just pick a, a pursuit, something that that you're excited about that you look forward to on the evenings or during your lunch break or on your day off or, or on the weekends or on your vacation, something that you can invest, a hobby, anything, just something. It doesn't have to be the thing. It doesn't have to be gargantuanly meaningful to the planet. If it's meaningful to you and it gives you joy and it gives you some fulfillment, you are going to be a better spouse. You're going to be a better worker. You're going to be a bit better business owner you're going to be better for everything, including yourself. It's a big deal what he's talking about. Vision, having a vision. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out, But getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top-tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Yahoo finance.com a couple more words on that. And then uh, another point from Zig, but I do want to thank Autodesk today for supporting this episode of Ziggler's true performance show. I mean, if you're looking for a professional vector design app, you should take a look at Autodesk graphic Graphic is a full-featured app for making icons, illustrations, UI and UX design and everything else you'd expect in a professional vector design app. You can open, edit, and save raster or vector images, layered Photoshop or Illustrator files, CSS, SVG, PDF, just about any other file format you can think of. You can open an AI file and export it to clean CSS code or web-ready CVG with just a few clicks. It's available on your Mac. On your phone and even on your iPad so you can design without compromise anywhere you go. This iPad app isn't a companion app for the desktop version. It's fully featured design software the pros use to hand-draw vector illustrations, create gorgeous logos, or mock-up websites on the fly. If you have an iPad Pro and Apple Pencil, it's the vector design app you've been looking for to make your iPad Pro the device you use for design work you normally leave to your desktop. It's the last 2D design app you're ever going to need. And it's available for the price of a few decent stock photos. So visit graphic.com to learn more about Autodesk Graphic or check it out in the app store. Again, graphic.com or check out Autodesk Graphic in your app store. Well, just to give a couple more words again on vision. I mean, what if you go after something and do it? You go after a vision, go after a pursuit, a hobby or whatever a ministry, anything. And then, you know, it runs its course and you realize, okay, that's, that's not it. That's not something I want to continue. Great. Do another one. What if you have 10? What if you have more than that? Again, the aspect of the the benefits of going after a vision, going after something that excites you is just, it's why people, they try to plan something. They're looking forward to the next meal, the next evening, the next day off of work the weekend, the next football game, anything. I mean, we just so desire to look forward to something. We'll make it something that you're actually involved in. You're not just a spectator. You're a participant in it and see how it impacts all of your life. Now, I'm saying that on a small level, the benefit, obviously much more if you find a career, a business, a a full-on pursuit. It's a dramatic gift. But I'm just saying anything is better than nothing. I mean, Zig talked about, you know, you have – a, uh, well, here, here, this is interesting. Actually, he talked about, you have a song in you and the point of, of this personal development is to get your song out. Well, let me just uh, uh, point out something there because there's a relevant point in that, that it's been relevant for me as well. That sometimes I may have a vision for something, for achieving something and, and I'm willing to work hard to sacrifice, to persevere. I may even have faith that I'm capable of doing it. But in truth, when we talk about that, you have your song and you get it out sometimes the admission is, um, I don't want to put myself out there and try to sing a song. I don't want to take that risk. I don't want to be that exposed and and vulnerable. I don't want to invest myself much that much. You know, it may be worth considering and even admitting to that. Is that you? Do you relate to that? When somebody says, Hey, your songs in you, you've got your note to play. Yeah I I don't really want to. I just I want to work hard, I want to get benefited from that and I want to have abundance in areas that I can bless my family and bless others with, that I can have joy and fulfillment in. Hey, I understand. So it's just good to know to to see. And craft what your vision is going to look like. Your song may not be you on stage. It may be you just doing something that you feel called to, that gives you joy, gives you fulfillment. But it is something that is you. Something that you get to invest yourself. You get to be free in. You get to be full in. And you're not limited. You're not just uh, you know fulfilling a daily. Role. It's something that you get to create. I think all of us at the core have a desire to do something that we can stamp back, step back and say, I I did that. God through me did that. I was willing that uh, and, and I got to create that. And that's part of my gifts, my talents, my abilities, my skills. Ah, I mean, that's just we desire that. And if we can't do that. This, I feel like, is a fact. I don't know if it's a scientific fact. It's an evidence-based fact. If we don't do it ourselves, we will do it. We will do it. We'll do it vicariously through something else, someone else, something we're watching. And that's, I think, why we sometimes, nothing against them, but that's why we get almost addicted to shows and movie series and sports and things. We want to be a part of a story. We want to be a part of something, and we're going to do it uh, vicariously, Uh, artificially, uh, but it's, it's just, that's a counterfeit. We want to do it ourselves. Go after, go after something, you know, on that note, what Zig wraps up with in the message, he mentions retirement and how he can't imagine why would you ever want to retire And I think it's often generally a result of working at something that you just don't find much meaning in. There's not a vision. It's just uh, simply a means to an end, earn enough money to exist and save enough so you can just stink and quit as soon as possible. I don't think anybody wants that existence, even though it's become somewhat of a cultural norm. Wouldn't you love to be a, a part of something that you would never want to retire from again folks if that's not your work your career your business what if you do retire from that but it's so you can go take off i've known people who have just i mean they're chomping at the bit so they can take off and go after a ministry pursuit they've always wanted to or go after an achievement go hike a, a you know a huge mountain or go visit some places to achieve some stuff but not just free floating coasting fun they need challenge they need trial otherwise We just don't find enough meaning and we go downhill. I mean, we see the statistics. So I hope you hear Zig's rally cry and his fervor for all of us that he believes in more for us and from us. And he's striving to help us believe we can and and do something, do the actions towards being, becoming something more so that we can do something better and we can have all that is destined for us. Thanks, as always, for letting me walk with you in this journey to inspiring our true performance. I'll be with you in the next Ziegler Show.